0: Heads up, because you are back in the Hoodwood. I'm the Black Band, KJ Green, welcoming you to another edition of Sports from the Hoodwood. Coming up in this edition, NFL Week 16. The picks, the predictions, a critical week for many teams in the National Football League. We'll look at all 16 games. And basically, it's a short show. (laughs) So strap yourself in, buckle your seatbelts, put your crash helmet on man it's nothing new view new show it's sports from hoodwood coming at you let's go And insight on the world of sports. Now, once again, here's Hoodwood's hometown hero, KJ Green. Greetings from the Hoodwood, where we're still enjoying Christmas carols, Snuffy's enjoying his new view, and we got to get to Week 16 NFL picks because there are a lot of games to cover and a lot of critical games to look at. Now, I'm not one for hokey Christmas carols, you know, the Hoodwood Christmas jukebox consists of only a handful of songs, Donny Hathaway's This Christmas, uh, the, The Carpenter's Merry Christmas Darling, which is my mom's favorite, and Mariah Carey's All I Want For Christmas Is You, and Paul McCartney's Simply Having a Wonderful Christmas Time. Of all those songs, only Mariah's is under 25 years old, go figure. Don't judge my, 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 my uh, uh, Christmas songs that I like. I like what I like. But, from my hoodwood to whatever hood, wood you, whatever hood you're in, please accept my best wishes for a joyous, happy, and safe holiday season, whether it be Hanukkah, Christmas, Kwanzaa, or whatever ver- version of holidays you celebrate. Now, the playoff verse are starting to get spoken for. Eagles, Cowboys, Vikings, and 49ers have all claimed playoff spots, and the latter two have guaranteed themselves at least one home playoff game as division champions of the North, Vikings, and the West, 49ers. Now, in the AFC, Buffalo has clinched a playoff spot, and the Chiefs wrapped up their seventh straight AFC West championship. Now, there are a few possibilities of a merry clinchmas this week. See what I did there? For some teams, and the possibilities list, or list, or list where applicable. Now, back in the day, the NFL used to avoid playing on Christmas. They avoided like to play. After the 1971 divisional round fell on a Sunday, where the Cowboys and Vikings played the early game and the Dolphins and Chiefs played the late game, now, the NFL did take some heat for the smaller than expected crowd for the former and the latter going to double overtime. And many feeling that messed up a lot of people's Christmas dinners. Now, the NFL didn't play another game on Christmas until 1989, when they played a Christmas night game between the Bengals and Vikings in Minneapolis on Monday Night Football at the Old Metrodome. Now, that game went over pretty well. Me, myself, I remember watching that game with a 17 year old in a skating rink. But anyway, the NFL had moved its schedule to avoid playing any kind of playoff games on Christmas, because usually the end of the season hit right around Christmas. They uh, went so far as to schedule games on Saturday and Monday. Ironically, the year before, in 1988, the Vikings had played their wild card game on a Monday afternoon, the Monday after Christmas. They pushed the schedule, NFL then pushed the schedule the next year, a week, so that the NFL season would end specifically on Christmas that next year. Now, since then, now Christmas now falls within the regular season schedule, and it's now the tail end of the season, but not the end of the season. Still this year, to make the day special, they play a limited schedule, and the bulk of the schedule, 11 games, are falling this week on a Saturday. Eyes are being provided by ESPN for entertainment and comparison purposes only. If you bet the lines and lose a holiday feast money, that's on you. Now, if you do come to the Hoodwood, I might fix you some hot cider, but you're going to have to listen to Mariah or be forced to sing along with this Christmas a few dozen times. Let's get into the game, shall we? But first, the Thursday game is on tap before all the Christmas games. 6-8 Jaguars taking on the 7-7 Jets at MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey. 8-15 kickoff on Amazon Prime. The Jets are one-point favorites. Last week, the Jaguars defeated the Cowboys 40-34 in overtime, while the Jets lost to the Lions 20-17. Now, the Jags might be growing up in front of our very eyes. Isn't it lovely they continue their stunning run of good play with a thrilling win over a good Cowboys team at home in front of a delirious Jacksonville crowd. They now head to Gotham to play a badly slumping Jets team that seems to find themselves behind the eight ball late in games more often than not. The Jets fading fast from the playoff scenario, and though I said I wouldn't do it, and I'm going to regret this, I know, I'm going to throw my trust in the Jags one more time, one more time this year. You got one more shot, Jacksonville. You boo boo on yourself. I'm not gonna pick you anymore. A win here, and they have a clear path to control their own destiny, to not only playoff berth but a divisional title. Once thought unthinkable at season start, to pick is Jacksonville. Let's go to the Saturday game now. The bulk of the season, uh, the uh, week's schedule for this week is on Saturday. Leading off, we have 8-5-1 Giants at the 11-3 Vikings at U.S. Bank Stadium in Minneapolis. 1 p.m. kickoff on Fox. The Vikings are three-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, The playoff implications are listed that the Giants clinch playoff spot with a win and losses by Seattle, Washington, and Detroit. The Vikings have already clinched the NFC North. Last week, the Giants defeated the Commanders 20-12, while the Vikings defeated the Colts 39-36 in overtime. The G-Men grinded out a win in D.C. to keep their playoff hopes very much alive. Now they head to the snowy climbs of the great white north to tangle with a Vikes squad that is still pinching itself after its miraculous comeback against the Colts. Now, Danny Dives has been very inconsistent, though he has played capably enough to engineer grimy yet needed wins. While I'll never profess to be a Kirk Cousins fan, his surgical precision in the second half against the Colts was one of the keys to getting the Vikes off the deck to rally to an improbable win. That said, the Vikings cannot, and I repeat cannot, play the G-Men the way they did in the first half against the Colts, else they will get wiped out. Now, the G-Men can't put up those kind of numbers anyway, so I think that this game will likely delve into a grimy grinder with the G-Men once again showing the kind of inconsistency that makes them a suspect playoff contender. The Vikings will continue one score to live on the one-score edge. The pick is Minnesota. Next up, we have the 11-3 Bills. Taking on the 3-11 pairs at, at Soldier Field in Chicago, 1 p.m. kickoff on CBS. The Bills are nine-point favorites. Note that the Bills have already clinched a playoff spot. The Bill, last week, the Bills defeated the Dolphins 32-29, while the Bears lost to the Eagles 25-20. Now, the Bills won another wild game, this time in their snowy crib, and now they head to the midway to face the Bears, who have to be wondering what they did to deserve the fate of one playoff contender after another after another on their late season schedule. There was once an old Sports Illustrated cover back in the day with a pic of Bears legend Walter Payton with the headline, Chicago's One-Man Game. This was apropos for Payton then, and it's certainly true for Justin Fields now. Despite the help of David Montgomery in the backfield, it feels like he's battling opposing defenses more often by himself. Against a freewheeling, rowdy Bills defense, Fields is in real trouble. And with the Bills looking to stack wins to hold off the challengers in the AFC like KC and Cincinnati, they will take the wins wherever they can get them. The pick is Buffalo. Next on the docket, we have the 5-9 and nine Saints. Taking on the eight Browns at First Energy Stadium in Cleveland, 1 p.m. kickoff on CBS, the Browns are three-point favorites. Last week, the Saints defeated the Falcons 21-18, while the Browns defeated the Ravens 13-3. Both teams coming off ugly but needed wins over divisional foes at home, they now square off in Cleveland. Both these teams' offenses could be labeled offensive as neither are a real threat to light up scoreboards. I'm no fan of Deshaun Watson for various reasons, but he has managed to keep the Browns in games and they have won two of his first three starts. I think he plays well enough to make it 3-4 to pick as Cleveland. Next on the docket, we have the 112 and one Texans taking on the 7-7 Titans at Nissan Stadium in Nashville. 1 p.m. kickoff on CBS. The Titans are seven-point favorites. Last week, the Texans lost to the Chiefs 30-24 in overtime, while the Titans lost to the Chargers 17-13. Now, the Texans are at least playing better. They took another top team to the wire before another heartbreaking loss, this time to the Chiefs in overtime. They had to Music City to take on a reeling Titans team that, despite dropping four straight, are still all along the AFC South lead. How does that work? Now, the Titans offense is looking weaker and weaker by the week. (laughs) Hey, a play on words. And have gotten further weakened by the loss of Ryan Tannehill. The Texans are way, way overdue for a game to break their way. And in this goofball season, I think it should be this week. Their offense has played decently enough against two of the stronger teams and I think they steal a win over a fading squad. The pick is Houston. That's the Hoodwood upset of the week. Next on the docket, we have the 7-7 Seahawks taking on the 11-3 Chiefs at GEHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City. 1 p.m. kickoff on CBS. The Chiefs are 9.5 point favorites. Note that the Chiefs have clinched the AFC West. Last week, Seahawks lost to the 49ers 21-13, while the Chiefs defeated the Texans 30-24 in overtime. The once promising season of the Seahawks is fading badly, with their second loss at home in the span of four days took them from contenders of the NFC West crown to fighting for their very playoff lives. They head to Kansas City to face a Chiefs squad that dawdled and doddered, around here and there with the woeful Texans and nearly let a supposedly winnable game slip away. That said, this is an interesting matchup between a pair of solid quarterbacks, the irrepressible Patrick Mahomes and the resurgent Geno Smith. The Chiefs have their weaknesses to be sure and seem to mind wander at times, but they should be able to outmuscle the reeling Seahawks who are losing their grip on their one strong hole on a playoff spot to pick is Kansas City. Next on the docket, we have the 10-4 Bengals taking on the 7-7 Patriots at Gillette Stadium in Foxborough, Mass., 1 p.m. kickoff on CBS. The Bengals are three-and-a-half-point favorites. Last week, the Bengals defeated the Buccaneers 34-23, while the Patriots lost to the Raiders 30-24. Playoff implications here, Bengals clinch a playoff spot with, or they may have clinched with a Jets loss on Thursday, but they clinch a playoff spot with a win. Now, the Bengals rallied smartly from a 17-point second quarter deficit to win going away in uh, Tampa. Now, they do hate Foxborough to face a Pats team that found the silliest way to lose in Vegas and are finding themselves falling further and further out of an AFC playoff spot. The Bengals, though a bit, bit weakened on defense, are still finding ways to cause havoc and turn turnovers into points. Mac Jones will not be able to sit back and get passing yards against that said defense. Though I don't trust Bill Belichick to try to get a sneaky way to, to find a win, I still think the Bengals will be able to grind out a tougher win than they really have a right to expect. The pick of Cincinnati. Next on the docket, we have the 7-7 Lions taking on the 5-8 Panthers. Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte. 1 p.m. kickoff on Fox, the Panthers are two and a half point favorites. Last week the Lions defeated the Jets 20 to 17 while the Panthers lost to the Steelers 24 to 16. Now the Lions dodged one bullet after another in a scrappy win in Gotham. They now head to the Carolinas to face a Panthers team that is actually in better shape in this divisional race than the Lions are. That said, the Lions have suddenly gelled into a team no one wants to deal with. Jared Goff, Jamal Williams, and Amon Ross St. Brown are giving defenses migraines, and their underrated defense is making the big plays when needed. Now the Panthers blew a big opportunity to push into a tie with the Bucs in the sorry NFC South. I know I'm going to regret this, but the Lions actually look and play like a better team. Because Detroit, let's take a timeout. Come back with the second half of the NFL Week 16 picks. Sports on the Hood when Rolls On, after this. Hmm, who can I get to help me? I know, Santa! Hey there, Roz. Are you ready to tell him? Why oh, yes, Santa, will you help? Of course! So, Rush has been hard at work all year coming up with ideas to take and put together and sketch. And movies just for you. And once the holidays are over, we can start shooting movies. Like my new thriller, The Ultimate Delivery. And my new feature film, Don't Mess With Family. And show much more. Oh, All coming in 2023. Ho, ho, ho. Happy holidays from all of us at Holly Tucky Films and Rage Pictures. And be sure to follow us online where oh, we get your minute, social that media. That was my line. Look, Santa, we talked about this. You said I'd get the final Look, word. Look, I just want to make sure I'm still getting paid no. for this. If you don't want a box of coal underneath the tree, oh, you no, better no, no. You're so Dude, just let him have the last word. Okay, fine. Stay safe and warm this holiday season. Happy? You made the top of the night. No- You're tuned in to Sports from the Hoodwood, the internet's foremost location for the most honest insight, thorough analysis, and unfiltered opinion on the world of sports. Now, once again, here's the man of the hour, after hours, your host, K.J. Green. You're back in the Hoodwood. I'm K.J. Green. Let's continue with the NFL Week 16 picks. Next on the docket, we have the 5-9 Falcons taking on the 9-5 Ravens at M&T Bank Stadium in Baltimore. 1 p.m. kickoff on Fox, the Ravens are seven-point favorites. Last week, the Falcons lost to the Saints 21-18, while the Ravens lost to the Browns 13-3. Now, the Falcons are trying to show some patience with Desmond Ritter, former Bearcat, but they are trying not to panic in the face of being in the NFC South playoff race. They head to Baltimore to face a Ravens squad that has not only seen their weak offense get even more toothless in a loss to Cleveland, but has also seen a streaking Bengals team zoom past them in the standings. Needing a win badly, the Ravens will win a slug it out game, else they may end up further behind the Bengals in the AFC North. The pick is Baltimore. Let's turn to the late games on Saturday. First off, we have the 7-6-1 Commanders taking on the 10-4 49ers at Levi Stadium. In Santa Clara, California, four o five kickoff on CBS. Do note the network change. The 49ers are seven-point favorites. Last week, the Commanders lost to the Giants 20-12, while the 49ers defeated the Seahawks 21-13, which clinched the NFC West for the 49ers. Now, the Niners have quietly won the NFC West, as noted, and are trying to move up in the NFC playoff hierarchy. But they face a tough Commander squad that got royally hooked. Holds last week at home on a suspect non-call late. That said, the Commanders' offense will find the going slow against a fierce Niners defense that hasn't given up more than 17 points since losing to the Chiefs. That was seven weeks ago, people. I think that the Niners will continue to menace the Vikings and Eagles, who are above them in the NFC standings, by keeping pace with the win. The pick here is San Francisco. Next on the docket, we have the 13-1 Eagles taking on the 10-4 Cowboys at AT AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas. 425 kickoff on Fox. Cowboys are six-point favorites. Last week, the Eagles defeated the Bears 25-20, while the Cowboys lost to the Jaguars 40-34 in overtime. Now, the Eagles have clinched the playoff berth, but can clinch an NFC East title with a win. Now, the Eagles have been on cruise control uh, for the past couple of months. But now have the Pokes to deal with, who have been living fast and loose and not taking their opponents seriously until it finally came back to bite them in the butt with a nasty pratfall walk-off loss to the Jags. Now, the Eagles are in jeopardy with uncertain status of Jalen Hurts, who is nursing a sore shoulder. But you want to think that the game won't matter really in the standings, as the Eagles are just about too far ahead to get caught. The NFC East title, or the number one seed for that matter. The Pokes are the one that need this game psychologically, and they will get it. The pick here is Dallas. Next on the docket, we have the 6-8 Raiders. At the 6-8 Steelers, at Accreasure Stadium in Pittsburgh, 8-15 kickoff on NFL Network, the Steelers are two-and-a-half point favorites. Last week, the Raiders defeated the Patriots 30-24, while the Steelers defeated the Panthers 24-16. Now, these two teams played one of the NFL's most iconic games 50 years ago, almost to the day. But, the teams are a lot less playoff worthy here. Both need wins to stay on the very fringes of the playoff rates. The Raiders got the very, their own very immaculate, um, I don't know what that was in Vegas, to be perfectly honest, but it got them the win. Now, the Steelers are playing with heavy hearts as the focal point of the Immaculate Reception, Franco Harris, passed away just this past Wednesday. And I think they will play hard and win in his memory, if nothing more than just to further irk the Raiders 50 years later. The pick is Pittsburgh. Let's turn to the Sunday game, shall we? A triple header of games on Christmas Day start off with the 6-8 Packers taking on the 8-6 Dolphins. At Hard Rock Stadium in Miami, 1 p.m. kickoff on Fox, the Dolphins are five-and-a-half-point favorites. Last week, the Packers defeated the Rams 24-12, while the Dolphins lost to the Bills 32-29. Now, the Packers lounge their way to through a snoozer at home against the woeful Rams, but the road gets really steep with the Christmas date in Miami. Aaron Rodgers is playing like he's on autopilot, to be honest, and facing the Dolphins, who are plenty sore, after losing a winnable game in snowy Buffalo, are needing and needing to stack together wins to save their playoff spot will be a tough task. Tua Tagovailoa is playing good to be certain, but he needs to step his game up and do work against weaker foes. I think he gets one here at home and finally deep sixes. The Packers fledgling playoff hopes for good. The pick is Miami. Next we have the 4 and 10 Broncos taking on the 4 and 10 Rams at SoFi Stadium in Inglewood, California. 4.30 kickoff on CBS, the Broncos are one-point favorites. Last week, the Broncos defeated the Cardinals 24-15, while the Rams lost to the Packers 24-12. Now, you know CBS feels like they got a lump of coal this dud of a game on Christmas. The Broncos finally got a win, but that was over a team that's even more inept than they are. If Baker Mayfield faces a real defense, he's in trouble. Now, the Broncos' offense is putrid, but guess what? The defense is fairly strong and has kept them in a lot of games. I think that will get them a win on the road. The pick here is Denver. The last Sunday game is the 6-8 Buccaneers taking on the 4-10 Cardinals at State Farm Stadium in Glendale, Arizona. 8-20 kickoff on NBC. The Buccaneers are 4.5-point favorites. Last week, the Buccaneers lost to the Bengals 34-23, while the Cardinals lost to the Broncos 24-15. Now, the Bucks walked tall in the first half hosting the Bengals last week, only to trip badly under a withering defense and crumble under a 34-point second-half bum rush. They head to the desert to face the Cardinals team that is trying to limp its way to a merciful finish. Trace McSorley gets the, his first start of his NFL career against a tough Bucks defense. Good luck. I'm trying to figure out how a team that has oodles of talent like the Cardinals has such a Cardinal record. It doesn't really matter the Bucs are marginally better, and they need this win to stay in front of their super weak division. The pick is Tampa Bay. Finally, we have the Monday night game, which has the 8-6 Chargers taking on the 4-9-1 and and Colts at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis. 8-15 kickoff on ESPN. The Chargers are four-point favorites. Now, the Chargers can clinch playoff berth, if the Jets, Pats and Raiders have all lost. So the Colts are reeling. If That's putting it nicely. After another second and a half meltdown, this one of historical proportions in a stunning 33 point collapse against the Vikings, which led many to ponder if interim coach Jeff Saturday would even keep his job to finish the season. Now they head home to face a surging Charger team that's closing fast in on a playoff spot. I don't think the Colts will win another game this year. And the Chargers are more than happy to take a win off their hands. The pick here is the Los Angeles Chargers. It's the Hoodwood Lock of the Week. You thought I forgot, didn't you? And there you have it. Last week I was 8-8. Eight the eight. lock and upset both correct. Overall 131-90-2. 11-4 on the locks and 8-7 and on the upsets. Now, with the music coming up in the background, you know that means that your time here in The Hoodwood is just about done, and I thank you so much for your visit. We we'll have more shows coming up this week. Now, of course, show email is KJGreen at Please send me emails regarding show topics, questions, comments on the show, and both praise and criticism. I welcome to correspondence and I'll try to get back to you as soon as possible. The show website is sportsfromthehoodwood.com, which we have a back catalog of the show both audio and video forms. The show has its own Facebook page now, Sports in the Hoodwood, imagine that name. (laughs) They have the podcast video there, as well as on YouTube, the link to the podcast on the show is also on the Twitter feed, which is at Hoodwood Sports. Audio version is on Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, iMusic, and other fine podcast platforms. If the Hoodwood is not on your favorite, drop me a line and I'll see what I can do to get it there. Special thanks, as always, to Rage Pictures for providing production to the show. And that's it for The Hoodwood today. Until next time, fellow sports fans, I'm KJ Green, 30. Sports from The Hoodwood is a Black Bandit Productions and Enterprises presentation of a 551 Audio and Films production.